back, ladies and gentlemen, with part two of this episode covering the 2023 WWE Draft. Night one specifically. Night two is coming up on Monday Night Raw this coming Monday. We'll be discussing that as well. Uh, so, gentlemen, if you all are ready, we will get down and dirty with this thing. Let's do it. All right. That was the quickest 15 minutes of <laughs> yeah, it was. It was, it was um, only twelve. It was only twelve minutes, not fifteen. <laughs> hey, look here, pal. Look here, pal. Nobody asked you to be the daddy of the group. Um, <laughs> right, so I'm gonna. What I'm gonna do um, instead of going, you know, pick one, pick two, pick three, pick four. I'm just gonna run through the the show and who was first, second, third, fourth for that show. Is is that cool with you guys? That's fine. All right. So, being that it was uh, Friday Night SmackDown, we'll start off with uh, with SmackDown. The first overall pick for uh, the SmackDown brand was the undisputed WWE Universal Champion, Roman Reigns, Solo Sokoa, and Paul Heyman as a trio. Uh, the second pick for the SmackDown brand was the Raw brand, Women's champion Bianca Belair. Uh, third pick were the Street Profits. Fourth pick was Edge, the rated R superstar himself. Number five was Bobby Lashley. Number six, the revived OC, consisting of AJ Styles, Mention, Carl Anderson, and Luke Gallows. The seventh overall pick for the SmackDown brand was Damage Control. Uh, Trio of EO Sky, Bailey, and Dakota Kai. And the eighth and final pick for the SmackDown brand was the NXT Women's Tag Team Champions, Alba Fire and Isla Dawn. Shifting over to the Raw brand, the number one pick was the American Nightmare, Cody Rose. Second overall pick for Raw was Becky Lynch. Third overall pick was the collective of Imperium, in, consisting of the Intercontinental Champion Gunther, Ludwig Kaiser, and Giovanni Vinci. Uh, number four is Matt Riddle. The fifth overall pick, interesting pick here, Drew McIntyre. The, the sixth overall pick is Mr. Personality himself, The Miz. Number seven Shinsuke Nakamura, and the eighth and final overall pick for the Raw brand is NXT Women's Champion Indy Hartwell. Uh, let's start out breaking down this uh, this these picks for the SmackDown brand since last night was Friday Night SmackDown. Um, the first thing I'd like to say is that I'm a little not well, yeah, a little bit confused. Of the fact that you're able outside of tag teams, we're we're drafting people in trios. Um, now it stands the reason it makes perfect sense that if uh, SmackDown selects Roman Reigns, they'll get Paul Heyman because that's his manager or advocate, as as he calls it. Um, but were you guys like as not necessarily confused, but um, kind of scratching your heads as to how they're taking people as trios outside of uh, tag teams, Curtin? No. No, it made perfect sense to me on what they're trying to do going forward, so I wasn't surprised at all. 
Okay. All right. What about you, Brandy? Nope. Okay. All right. So the number one pick, um, I, I think is a very smart pick by SmackDown and one that I think <laughs> was probably dictated by Fox executives, um, in taking Roman Reigns, um, Solo Sokoa, I, I think that's going to be an interesting point of contention between uh, this trio of the Bloodline and the Usos as a tag team. Um, I think that's going to be very interesting. What did you think about this pick, uh, Brandon? I thought it made the most purposes in the world. And like I said before, we are witnessing the fall of the Bloodline. So there, um, there was a reason why, as you know, they said on SmackDown last night, it was a reason why that Roman said, hey, I'll bring Solo with me, but the rest of the other, the other two, you're going to have to go fend for yourself, basically. So, <clears throat> so I'm interested in seeing how that storyline ends up turning out, especially since they um, lost the rematch last night for the tag team title. So, Yeah, and I th- personally, I think giving that away on free TV was stupid. Um, but that's me. Um, Kurt, what did you think about this first pick by SmackDown? I thought it was a good decision. Very good decision. And I don't think it's a fall of the bloodline. I just think it's a separation of them, which going forward, how they're trying to do it. If they're not going to have the inner um, brands going back and forth, I think you had Usos on Raw. And you had Roman and Paul and um, Sokoa on SmackDown. I mean, yeah, on SmackDown. So I think it's set up good. Okay. All right. And then with the second pick, um, this one, to me, was the most interesting pick of the night. Um the Raw Women's Champion, Bianca Belair, goes to SmackDown and declares herself the SmackDown Women's Champion oh, um, when there already is a SmackDown Women's Champion. But uh, So I think that's going to set up a showdown of some sorts uh, between the two um, unless they go ahead and strip Bianca Belair of the, the Raw Women's title. Uh, it, it's going to be interesting to see how that one goes. What did you think about this second pick, Kurt? Now, you remember a few years ago when they did this, they did something similar, but they just had both of them give each other the title. Ah, they didn't okay. have them wrestle anything. They just like, okay, since you're on SmackDown now, you're on Raw. They just, because it was Charlotte and somebody else. and they just Charlotte and Becky Lynch. Yeah, they just had them change titles, and now you're like, okay, I'm a SmackDown champion, now you're the Raw champion. So it wasn't a match or anything like that. But I thought it was a good decision as well. Okay. Um, although I don't think it'd be a bad idea to see a uh, Rhea Ripley Bianca Belair match. Um, so not at all. I would love to see. Love. I agree. I agree. I would love to see that match. Um, so, but but Rhea Ripley has yet to be picked. So we'll see how that goes. Um, what did you think about the pick, Brandon? I thought it was a great pick, and it'll be interesting to see if um, both Rhea Ripley and Bianca Belair end up on the same brand, and they got to fight for the titles, or they unify the title. Hmm. I don't think that's going to happen, but you know, just throwing that out there. Yeah, yeah. That right. make that. I think that make things a little bit more. Um, <clears throat> it make things a little bit more interesting. But then also, we can't just you know we can't just go and just say Rhea Ripley is automatically going to be the champion anyway because she got a championship match next week at the pay, at the um yeah at the pay per view so All right, we'll see we'll see how that goes I I definitely think it was a very good pick and just simply from a strength of roster standpoint these first two picks set up 
uh, SmackDown in a very good position. Yep. Um, number three, again, I, I thought it was a very good pick, but I would have liked to have seen uh, Angelo Dawkins go on as a solo. Um, doesn't mean that I don't like Montez Ford. I'm not wishing him any ill will and the fade off into wrestling's obscurity, but I, I am very interested in seeing Angelo Dawkins on his own. Um, As Angelo Dawkins is like stepped up because I've really been paying attention wait, 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 to his performances. Wait, wait, I, got that backwards. I got that backwards. I'm sorry. God damn, I'm having a day. Whew. Anyway, everything I just said, but reversed. Continue, Brandon. But well, I, I knew exactly what you meant. I knew exactly what you meant. But I am interested in seeing Angelo Dawkins at some point as a singles as well because I think he's really like stepped up in the ring. I don't think this, based on some of the matches I've seen from him lately, I don't think if they if they end up splitting that team up, I don't think that he's gonna um fade into obscurity. But we know who the star he is in that team. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, this this sums up my day. Wait, wait, wait. Damn, I can't even do that right. You know what? I'm going to carry on. Kurt, your thoughts on this pick? I like the pick. Damn. <laughs> but I will, I will, I will second with um, Brandon. I do like what I'm seeing from Angelo Dawkins. Now, we all know Montez Ford is, is the star, but I really like what I'm seeing on Angelo Dawkins, and hopefully going forward, they'll break him up because I don't want to see them few, but I want to see them broken up so they yeah. go on. Because I think both of them, Right now, I think both of them could be two individually good talents on their own and yep. not as a tag team. Yep. I, I agree with that. I definitely agree with that. Um, next up on the menu is Edge. Um, I'm looking at the picks here, and I started to say that Edge may be the weakest pick for SmackDown, but I don't know that I agree with that looking at, at what's below. Um I think Edge is good in that veteran spot, being able to help other people uh, get their stories over or or get, even get their gimmicks over. Um, but I'm not sure how much they can put into Edge long term. Uh, that's just my opinion. Um, what do you think of, of Edge at number four, Kurt? I think it's just filler. I don't think they're going to try to push anything behind him. And it's just, you know, to have him on the roster. I don't think it's going to be any storyline moving forward with him at all. Okay. What about you, Brandon? What do you think of, of Edge going at number four and his potential for anything of the long-term long term sort for uh, for SmackDown? I don't think it's going to be anything long-term, but he is a great vet to have in the locker room and to help get some of the um, younger talents. <clears throat> excuse me. To help get some of the um, younger talents over. So I, I, I thought it was a good pick. Yeah, I, I definitely think he's a, he's he's good for the locker room, um, and, and not a bad pick. I just like I said, I I don't know what they could have him do long term. Um, it ain't gonna be nothing. I don't think it's gonna be anything long term. But also, Michael Cole did mention like you know Edge was one of the original when they did the original draft. Edge was one of the major players on SmackDown, so it's kind of like you know maybe everything's just kind of coming full circle now. So perhaps, perhaps. Number five, Bobby Lashley. I hope this is a big old reset button for Bobby Lashley, uh, for him to reset everything that is going on uh, since right before WrestleMania. I think Bobby Lashley has been 
pushed and pulled in every direction and none of it has been to his his benefit so i hope at number five uh bobby lashley gets to hit the reset button on smackdown and uh hopefully they may reunite him with a with a mouthpiece like mvp that could help him with his promos uh but i i like lashley and i hope that this is a reset for him um what are your thoughts on Lashley at number five, Brandon? Um, I thought it was a good pick as well. I sincerely hope that this is a reset button. I think Lashley's been doing the best work of his career. He's been in the game almost 20 years now. I think this is the best the best he's ever been. Um, I've always looked at Lashley as a champion. And also, this is another opponent for um, – I don't know if Roman Reigns and Bobby Lashley even have ever had a championship match. And if they did, I just don't remember. But I would like to see him go after the um. I'd like to see him go after the title, and yes. you know, because the last time he had the title, he didn't lose. You know, he um um he got. I think he went to the elimination chamber and got injured or something. Okay. He had like a legitimate yeah, injury. And he never he never lost the championship, and I'm like, I think he he need to get that get back. So, I mean, you, you know, we'll um, you know, I I really I like the pick, and hopefully. At some point down the line, you know he's gonna um he's gonna get that get that shot with um, Roman Reigns for the undisputed title. Yeah, I think that'll be a good match. Um, Kurt, what do you think about Lashley going at number five? I'm kind of up in the air about it. I don't know how I feel about it right now. And um, Bobby and Roman Roman Reigns have had matches before. It's been a while, about five years ago. But um, oh, wow, yeah, I'm not not sure about how I feel about this right now. Yeah. We'll wait. I'll get my final opinion Monday after the draft is over, but I'm up in the air right now. Like, I'm really not sure. Okay. All right, number six is uh, a faction pick, the OC, the original club. This, oh, God. So, I mean, what are the chances that that AEW is bringing in the quote-unquote bullet club and WWE uh, reunites the OC, the original club? I'm, I'm, uh, um, I would personally rather see AJ Styles as a single, um, not wrapped up in a faction. Um, I, I'm kind of like Kurt was on, on Bobby Lashley with this one. I'm up in the air on this until I see more of it and, and see how the SmackDown roster fills out come Monday night. Um, Brandon, I know you mentioned something earlier. I think it was in the pregame about the OC. What were your thoughts on on this number six pick? Um, I was uh, surprised to see the OC come back as a group. I didn't see that one coming. Um, I'm glad that they kept them together because I think that, especially with them adding in um, me and Yim, I think that, you know, you put them in the right storyline, that group could be an all-timer. Um, I think um, AJ Styles will still be a single and still be a part of the group. I think AJ Styles should be a part of the single. I think that AJ Styles should be back in the um, in the in the championship picture as well. So, Absolutely. You know he yeah that's that's come on that's 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 AJ Styles. So he's one of the few wrestlers that people are going to remember for a very long, 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 long time. Especially if you were one of those that watched him in those TNA days. So, you know, I, I it's a pleasant surprise. I'm glad that they're back on TV. Um, I've always been a fan of theirs, and you know, let's let's see where it goes. I just hope that they don't put them just in a dumbass feud. That's all I. That's all I can really say. <laughs> Which they want the judgment day. I'm like, now nah, we done ran it. They done ran that thing into the ground so hard, and now 
you know, the Judgment Day doing that again with the LWO. They running this stuff into the ground so hard. So hopefully with this draft, it's just a whole reset for everybody. Because I think everybody need a reset at some point. So we'll see. We'll see. Kurt, where are you at on number six, uh, the OC going to SmackDown? See, I thought they was going to Raw. I didn't know they was going to SmackDown. So yeah, yeah, they want to SmackDown. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I would rather see them on Raw. So, yeah, I'm going to have to wait till Monday to see how yeah. that plays out. Yeah. But I do, and this is why I want to see um, them on Raw. Cause I, um, because I do think you should push AJ Styles. But I don't want to see him and Roman. I don't know how I feel about them going against each other for the title. I would rather see him on, on Raw and getting pushed for the World Heavyweight Championship they are um, doing for the Night of Champions. Now, I will say this. I can see AJ and Roman, but I would much rather see AJ and Cody. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, that, that's what I was leading to, because Cody, I know we he's going to be on Raw. Right, right. Um, at the number seven pick, Damage Control, EO Sky, Bailey and Dakota Kai. Um, I like this group to start out. Uh, they've been cooled off quite a bit since. Um, even they even kind of hinted at some dissension amongst the ranks within Damage Control in recent weeks. Um, so, as I said with Bobby Lashley, I hope the the pick over to SmackDown, um, exclusively to SmackDown, will be kind of a reset button. For damage control to kind of, I guess, make their mark and, uh, you know, be the it team in uh, the women's tag team division. Uh, Kurt, what were your thoughts on damage control at number seven? Yeah, I didn't have a problem with this one at all. Not at all. All right. <laughs> Brandon, what about you? Number seven, damage control. No problem. All right. We're moving right on to number eight, people. Um NXT Women's Tag Team Champions, uh, Alba Fire and Isla Dawn. I've only seen these two uh, a handful of times, and maybe not even that to be 100% transparent. So I really don't have an, an opinion on this one. Um, Brandon, I'll kick it right over to you for, for your opinion on, on this tag team at number eight. Um, I, yeah, I would like to see them go up against Damage Control as a tag team. Those ladies can wrestle. They, they're really, really good. And uh, cause I was watching them when they were in actually, I used to catch that NXT Europe, you know, every once in, in a while. And Alba Fire went by, I forgot her previous name. She went by a different name, but they are, they're, they're, they are, they are, they're, they're pretty damn good in my opinion. So I would like to see them go up against some of the other women, especially damage control. Cause that's like the only other real tag team in the WWE right now. I would like to see them go up against them and, and, you know, go, and go from there. Hopefully, they'll be able to. Um, I don't know what they're going to do with the NXT tag titles, but I think that they should be in the hunt for the tag titles as well, because they're you know they've been together long enough to be considered a um, legitimate tag team. So, yeah, that's that's the thing with calling up a champion, uh, or in this case, champions. Um, you know, I guess they'll vacate the the title, opening up. Uh, uh, well, they team. actually were they were actually challenged. Um, to defend a title just coming Tuesday on NXT, so I think they're going to lose them. Yeah, okay. Okay. Um, well, Kurt, what, what was your thought on their pick uh, at number eight I, going to SmackDown? 
I I like the how they did it and how they had the um, NXT the, the locker room sitting in chairs. Like it reminded me of the NCAA tournament to see where you're going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought that was real cool. I thought I really like how they did that. Like, okay, we're getting you going to the big show right now. I thought that was yep. really really good. Cool. And it was legitimate emotion when they got picked too. Yeah, yeah. So I like, they, hey, we're going, we going to the big time now. So. Yeah, I, I thought they laid that out perfect. Yep. Okay. All right. Well, what I'm going to do for Raw, um, I went one to eight for SmackDown. No particular reason. I think for Raw, I'm going to go eight to one. Um, starting at number eight, the NXT Women's Champion Indy Hartwell being called up to Raw. Um, I definitely think this will be a, a, a good thing for Indy Hartwell. Um, I think it makes her, well, I have to see how the, the, the roster shakes out, but I think this makes her, uh, as it stands right now, almost an instant contender for the Raw Women's Championship, um, however they work that out. Um, Kurt, what did you think about Indy Hartwell being called up at number eight for Raw? I think it's about time. You yeah. Get some new female talent in there. So that's I like to say. Okay. What about you, uh, Brandon? Indy Hartwell at number eight to Raw. Kurt took the words right out of my mouth. It's about damn time. Indy <laughs> Hartwell's putting in she's putting in the work. And I think that it was yeah, it's definitely it was time for her to go. And um, yeah. So I'm very, very I was very, very happy for her. I'm glad that she finally getting the rec you know, getting some recognition or whatever. And she's gonna be on the mainstream. Cool. Cool. All right, number seven. I I got a feeling I know where one of these uh, one of these comments or reactions is going to go, but uh, but Shinsuke Nakamura going to Raw at number seven. He just returned to action. Um, I personally think he would fit in better on SmackDown, um, but as I said, with Damage Control and Bobby Lashley, I hope this is an opportunity for them to hit the reset button with Shinsuke and actually show what this man can do um, and and have him wrestle like he wrestles and stop with all the, I mean, the, the, the theatrics are part of, of his gimmick and it, and it has been, but I think WWE turns the volume up on that to 11. Um, hearkening back to what we were talking about in part one, Instead of celebrating uh, cultures and heritage, uh, WWE tends to exploit them. So we'll see what what happens with Shinsuke. Kurt, I'm saving you for last on this one, Brandon. Brandon, what do you have about Shinsuke at number seven? Um, like you, let Shinsuke Nakamura do Shinsuke Nakamura. I can see him and Cody having a run. They let just let them go and do their thing. Um. I do kind of feel that he's a better fit for SmackDown, but then again, on the other hand, hopefully this is a reset and we can, you know, see some fresh matchups with him and hopefully they let him, um, hopefully they just let him be Shinsuke Nakamura. Yeah. You know, yeah, right. I, I kind of feel like the company, I think I, I just kind of feel like they, they, they've held him back. <laughs> uh, I just saw your uh, I just saw your comment about Golden State losing last night. <laughs> Sorry, but yeah. So um, I don't know. It's one of those things, you know. We'll we'll see. I just I just like let, let Shinsuke Nakamura be Shinsuke Nakamura. All right, Kurt. Your thoughts on uh, Shinsuke Nakamura at number seven? 
Yeah, I've never been a fan. And to be fair to him, I think that they have screwed him with this gimmick and his two, three actual, like you said, Ryan, and that's what why I really don't like it at all. And I think if they really just let him be him, I think it will be better for him and the company. Yep. But the shit that we're doing with him now, I don't, don't want to see any of it at all. And I and definitely I was, think that they need to have him lose that damn Elvis bodysuit that he's been wearing. That shit's got to go. Yeah. Absolutely. So. And then just cut back on the theatrics. That shit is not needed. It's it just overblown. I agree. I agree. I think if he's going to do something like that, save that shit for the big show. Um, you know, don't, don't do it every week on the weekly shows. Save it for maybe not even every pay-per-view. But the big ones. Um, but I agree. I think some of that does need to be toned down. It's over the top. So we'll see what happens with it, man. Um, the number, the number six pick, uh, the Miz. Well, let me go first. I have no comment. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. <laughs> All right. All no right. comment. Uh, Brandon, anything? Send him to NXT for God's sakes. <clears throat> and, you know, really all I got to say about it is I don't care. Just send him to NXT. Something different. So, what Something. we will do is move on to number five. Uh, well, let me say this about the men's. Two, three years ago, um, I would have said he's a, a decent heel. Uh, because people genuinely don't like him, but now it's just a waste of everybody's time. Um, so on to the number five pick, Drew McIntyre. And the reason I said this was an interesting pick is you'll remember a couple of weeks ago, we were talking about him having, uh, some contract issues. So it'll be interesting to see, uh, as of right now, I haven't heard of anything of him re-signing or any new deal being made or anything even being remotely close. Um, so it'll be interesting. With number five, I think it's just, I, I think they've done, it's like they did with Big Show. They did so much with Big Show. Heel face, heel face, heel face. Mimicking other gimmicks, they did so much with him that it ruined any potential draw that Big Show had. I think they've done the same thing with Drew McIntyre, and that's unfortunate. But I really don't see, I'm not interested in anything, any program that Drew McIntyre may work. Um, Brandon, what do you think about Drew McIntyre at number five? I'll power to him. All right. I have no comment. <laughs> All right. Uh, Kurt, Drew McIntyre, the five pick. I think uh, I'm going to go with you on that. There's just too much start and stop with him. They really ruined him, and he just needs to let his contract expire, don't resign, and just go somewhere else because they're not going to use him the right way. It's obvious that they really don't – they're not sold on him no more. They lost confidence, whatever. So just let him leave, or he need to just leave on make the decision. Like I'm not gonna resign, and just go somewhere else right now because it, it it doesn't look good for him right. Now. Yeah, either either go away, uh, or rather go somewhere else, or WWE keep him off TV for six months to a year, to, uh, enough for people to forget that he's even there, and yep. and show up and reintroduce himself in a major way so that we can get behind something that he's doing. And for but, God's but do, but do we but do we really have the confidence 
that they will do that with him. <laughs> and then it's like I, I would I feel like he's wrestled everybody. It's like yeah, we yeah. need another. We he needs a fresh he needs a fresh opponent. That's why that, that that's part of the reason why I'm like man, send him is down to NXT because at least he have fresh he have fresh opponents and all that. And then he could you know if he decide that they decide hey let's go. And try to go for the championship. He, okay, now you can say you pretty much you want all three. Well, no, you only want two. I'm but still, you I'm gonna tell you but not, something. But this, we need we need a you need a fresh opponent. Yeah, I think that this is just me. I've never been a huge Drew McIntyre fan, mm-hmm. but I think if he left WWE and went to AEW, that would be huge for him and AEW. And I think you yeah. can push him because you know he's he's a known name. And I think he would do well over there. Yeah, he's I mean, a known name, and and I, I think it'd be a good relationship for both of them. Right, and he's a former world champion. That holds weight. Now, now, Kurt, I agree with you in that. The only issue I see with that, um, you brought up the fact: do we have faith in WWE to be able to reintroduce him after six months to a year? Do we have faith that Tony Khan can book him correctly? No. But the thing about it is, I think I think it's be, it'll be just so hard to screw that up because all you gotta do is bring him in as a monster and just leave it alone. And yeah, bring him, him in as a heel. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. bring him as a heel monster. You know what? Destroy whoever the champion is at that time and just let it play out. You know what? If the WWE decides to keep him and they reintroduce him, he needs to come back as a heel. He has done enough as a face. I want to see Drew McIntyre as a legitimate monster heel. And he's not he's a going around. Man, he, he has the build and the look. He's just going around just destroy people. Yeah, I, I you know say, what I'm saying. I say go to AEW, feed John Moxley to him, let him destroy John Moxley, and we never see John Moxley again. That I'm with happen. that. You please that ain't gonna happen. <laughs> that ain't gonna happen. Let's, let's it's make not that gonna happen. happen. Let's make that happen right it's now. Not, it's not gonna happen. Y'all I, might as well I forget about dream, it. it <laughs> it ain't gonna happen. Mm-mm. All right, get back. Let's move on to this super duper number four twenty bro pick, Matt Riddle. Um, yeah, I got I got absolutely nothing to say about this one except, can they please give this man some some knee length shorts to wear? Because I'm like I know wrestlers wrestle in basically underwear. But when you're not wearing any boots, it just looks like you stripped down to your underwear. I'm not comfortable watching Matt Riddle wrestle. <laughs> anyway, I, outside of that, I really got nothing to say. I, I'm I'm not interested in Matt Riddle at all. Kurt, your opinion? Kurt's got us on mute. Uh, he must be handling some business. Uh, Brendan, what do you think about the pick of Matt Riddle at number four? How fitting was it for the pick to be announced by uh, Rob Van Dam? Because I said, remember I said last week you was Rob Van Dam knockoff, <laughs> and I was just like, man, that's not how fitting. You know what? Not not just that you said that, but I didn't even you because you're right. How fitting is it that that he did that, being that you just said that? But but then they they're both known for the same thing. Yeah. Oh yeah, I, I but, didn't right, put you know, two together. Man, look, 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 look. <laughs> Rob Van Dam is Rob Van Dam. He can't do no wrong. He is Rob. He's the old effing show. You got damn right. He earned that title. Yes, more yes. times over. So, um, yeah. I, I, other than that, I don't have too much to say about Matt Riddle. Um, I never looked at like what he wore. Look, and you know what? 
after I saw him naked Midian and then and then and then Big Vito put on that damn dress oh, and wrestling shit. that phone. Don't nothing don't nothing, don't nothing phase me. No, nothing phases me no more. <laughs> nothing phases me no more. That was the wildest shit ever. You remember that? <laughs> Only damn thing that man had on was a fanny pack. That was it. Oh, naked Midian. <laughs> and naked Midian. Look, and then, I don't know if y'all remember Big Vito from back in the day. Mm-hmm. He came to the WWE, and then, you know, he was part of the FBI, and the next thing you know, he started wrestling in dresses. And I was like, what in the entire fuck? Man. And ever, man. ever since then, like, don't really nothing, it, this, that, that didn't phase me anymore. So Before I kick it over to Kurt about his, his thoughts on number four, what does it say about Matt Riddle that when we're discussing this pick, we bring up Naked Midian? But th- I'm going off what you said, Ron. Oh, no, no. What I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, no socks on. What I'm saying is, I, I agree with you, I, and I've got with why you were bringing that up. But what I'm saying is that that's how like interested we are in Matt Riddle. Like I would but, probably you know, rather see Naked Median run out. Nah, but, hell, no, I won't see that damn shit. <laughs> but I think, I think, but uh, the, the, the end it off. I think that Matt Riddle just needs a freshen up on his gimmick. That's all. I think that's literally all that he needs. I don't think there's anything you can do to freshen up that, that gimmick. Um, that's just my opinion, though. Kurt, what's your opinion at uh, uh, Matt Riddle at number 420, bro? <laughs> oh, shit. I was waiting on that. I didn't know I'd get it at number four, but I was waiting on that. Um mm-hmm. At number three, we have Imperium as a collective, uh, the Intercontinental Champion Gunther with uh, his cronies Ludwig and uh, Giovanni. Yeah. I'm, I'm not. I'm gonna. This was. This is one for Raw that I'm gonna have to say. I need to see how the the roster shakes out to know how I feel about them as a collective. Um. Gunther as a solo, um, I think he fits in well with what I'm seeing so far here on the Raw roster. Uh, just not sure how I feel about Imperium as a collective. Kurt, what are your thoughts on Imperium at the third pick for Raw? Yeah, I'm not sold on the the, the tag team, but Gunther, I think it's a good pick, and I think it'll be good for, for them to build a storyline between Gunther and Cody. So I think that's a good good fit for him on Raw. Absolutely, absolutely. Brandon, your thoughts on Imperium at number three to the Raw brand? I dog it, Kurt, took the words out my mouth again because I'm like, I want to, I think, you know, he's, Gunther's going to go down as probably one of the best Intercontinental Champions of all time. And I think that, you know, the next step, I know for the next step for him is to be in a championship program because I think that he's going to be a world champion. He should be a world champion. And, um, you know, I want to see him, I want to see him and Cody go after it. And I've, would love to see once again. I would like to see um, the WWE Vince McMahon let Gunter be Gunter, let Cody be Cody. I think that would be a fantastic match if that ever if it ever comes to that. I think that would be. A, I think um, that match would be fantastic. Brandon, I'm just gonna let you know. Being what you said about Gunther being one of uh, one of, if not the greatest Intercontinental Champion ever, be on the lookout for Wayne Ferris to sneak up on you and kick your ass. Man. Never mind. I was about to say something stupid. Because <laughs> Wayne Ferris, a.k.a. the honky-tonk man, 
believes he is the be-all, end-all when it comes to the Intercontinental Championship. Shit. <laughs> oh, man. So, like number two. better than him. The number two pick for Raw was Becky Lynch. Um, I'm not a fan of the new Becky Lynch. Um, she doesn't have to be the man, but I would like to see her go back to the no-nonsense wrestling Becky Lynch that I saw in, in NXT and uh, pre-COVID Becky Lynch. Um, so I, I don't think it's a bad pick for Raw. I just want to see the return of the Becky Lynch that that I, I liked in NXT and pre-COVID uh, WWE. Brandon, um, where are you with uh, with Becky Lynch at number two for Raw? All power to her. That's all I have to say. All right. Kurt, what about you? Uh, Becky Lynch going as number two for Raw. Um, I think it's a, it might be a good fit with Andy Hartwell coming in. But that um, Becky Lynch you, you referred to, that Becky Lynch is gone and never coming back. Yeah. I don't, I don't think so either. That's all I don't think so either. And, uh, and I never liked her anyway. Let me be clear on that. Never liked her. I hated that. Do you like anybody? I do. I do. That that the man gimmick. I hated that shit with a pack. Yeah, it's like really for me, it doesn't even have to be that. I just wish. I know what I'm trying to say, but but I, I feel you, Kurt. Um, I, I think they they. I didn't dislike the man gimmick, but I hated it. I, I think they made way too much of it. Um, so let's kick it up. Oh wait, oh well, yeah, Brandon did say did say what he thought about that. So let's go to the number one pick for Monday Night Raw, uh, the American Nightmare, Cody Rhodes. Um, I think this is a good pick for for Raw. Um, I like the fact. Aside from the fact that we that we seemingly will not get the rematch between Cody and, and Roman anytime soon, um, I like the fact that they they split these two up. Um, it gives Cody a chance to kind of forgive the expression here, but to reign over his own kingdom and not have to share anything with anybody, provided that that's the direction they go in. Um, I like it. I like Cody since he's returned to WWE. Um, from promos to the matches he's had, he's done a good job because I was not a fan of Cody Rhodes outside of the match with his brother in AEW. Uh, so we'll see what happens as the rest of the roster uh, fills out on Monday night. But I like the pick of Cody at number one and him having a chance, potentially having a chance to have the spotlight all by himself. Uh, Brandon, what do you think about Cody at number one? I thought that it was an obvious pick, and I think that is more than obvious now. They're going to make him the champion on that show. It's way more than obvious. It just makes all the sense in the world. So um, I'm looking forward. I'm looking forward. And like, and like you, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing him, you know, just reign over his own kingdom and do, you know, do his thing because, you know, he's world champion material. Or whatever. So you know, hey, I'm, I'm looking. I'm looking forward to seeing what they, you know, seeing how all of this turns out with them. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I'm with you. I think it, it, you would, you would have to be an idiot not to see the writing on the wall that he's going to be the guy, in, or, or rather, on the raw brand. Um, 
And I think there is something to uh, the potential of him being the first ever uh, holder of that new title that they have for all. Um, so there's something there because he came back to, to uh, WWE to finish his dad's story or whatever, um, which which is a <laughs> which in and of itself is a flawed storyline if you know the history of yeah. Dusty with WWE and WWF. Um, but it 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 tugs at the heartstrings because everybody likes a good uh, emotional story, and that's that's definitely one there because everybody loved Dusty. Uh, but uh, but yeah, it's going to be interesting to see uh, what they give Cody to work with, um, or who they give Cody to work with, and uh, or I keep saying in on Raw. Um, my only hope with with all of these picks in this draft is that they truly keep these brands separate. Yeah. They never do. They do right. it for a few months, and then next thing you know, they start WrestleMania season to roll around, and then next thing you know, they start mixing them together, and then it just goes, like, to hell. So it's like, what's the point of you having a brand split if you're going to keep putting these guys together? At this point now, I'm just like, look, if you want, like, fresh like fresh matchups and stuff like that, send some of these guys that's been on TV forever – Send them down to NXT and let them wrestle some of those guys down there in girls. Yeah. I, you know what I'm I saying? Just, like, I, I, would, I, I would thoroughly I – I, I think that it would also bring more eyes to the NXT product as well and, like, help the um help that roster over there kind of step their game up over – no, step their game up or whatever. That, I would like to see that. But as far as, you know, them going between Raw and SmackDown, it's like, what? I mean, come on. Like you had a draft for a reason. Keep them, keep them right. apart. Right. And if you want, and if you want to use Raw SmackDown superstars on NXT, you know some of the ones that ain't getting no TV time. Do your thing. I actually wish, that, and I would, and I, I would really enjoy that. I actually wish that that they would take NXT back to the network. And this is going to sound kind of crazy, but make fans look for it. Because if you want to see those new up and coming stars, go you know search out for them, go look for them. I think by putting them on as a third brand, essentially, on USA, for the people that are truly in developmental, I think it does them a disservice. And when I talk yeah. about the people that are that are truly in developmental, I mean those athletes coming from college football, college college sports overall. Or ladies that may be coming from college sports or modeling or something like that. Um, the people that are, even the people that have been working on the independents, they have ring time, but they they may not have time in front of a, a, a television audience. So they may not know how to react to television. And I'm saying that sitting in a chair in my apartment, having never stood in front of a live crowd like that. So I'm somewhat speaking out of ignorance, but I was never a fan of them moving uh, NXT, NXT to USA. Um, no, I, I how did you feel about that? I have an idea. What's that? I think that they could take, okay, you can keep the NXT show on network television, but you put the heavy hitters on that show. And then if you want to put in like another show on Peacock or whatever, you can have, you know, you can have that show where you, you know, show like, you know, the um the developmental the talent, you know, developmental yeah. talent. And at least they're not on at least they're not on live television and they could go and they could learn and own their craft 
and then you can kind of see who's coming up next. You know, like, I, I, I want to say, like, back in the day, I think WCW kind of did that with Worldwide and all that. Mm-hmm. Because some of those guys we see on TV, that's where they started. Right. And so I think that I, I think that, that would be something. Int- I think that that would be a good compromise, you know, just give NXT his own little show on the network. Let the guys that's, you know, the guys and girls that's coming through there, give them time to own their craft and everything. And then the um, the NXT show that's on the, on the USA Network on Tuesdays, that's where you put your heavy hitters on. And then if you um have some stars on Raw and SmackDown that's not really getting any TV time or anything like that, you can use them on that show for a feud or whatever. And then, you know, the feud culminates at the pay-per-view. And then you, um, and then, you know, you go on from there. That's actually not a bad idea. Um, and it, 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 uh, creates new content, new original content for the network. Um, you know, because when the network first debuted, they were putting out a lot of, of new content. Um, I wish they would they would redo a season of uh, House of Legends. Yeah, that was dope. I, I lo- man, yes, I love that show. Um, and and uh, you know some other um, new content, but I definitely think what what you stated um, is a great idea. You know, create a new, not necessarily a new brand, but. Um, it, truly a developmental program like Deep South was, like Florida Championship Wrestling was, right. like OVW was. Let those guys run shows and maybe even run traditional house shows. Yep. That that will get them in front of crowds and things of that nature and allow them to build up a rapport with some fans because Kurt will tell you, man, um, there was a period, you'll remember this because you were watching the network too. There was a period where the women on NXT were way better than anything, oh, they, including they the, were men. the men. by yes. miles. Though that triple threat miles. match, triple threat match between uh, Bailey, Charlotte, and Sasha Banks. When yep. I think it was when Charlotte went up to the main roster, that yep. match was fucking phenomenal. Um, that match still hold up today. Yes, sir. Absolutely. So I think it's something to be said about uh, having to search out. You hear, say, say Brandon is is this new wrestler that people are buzzing about, but you haven't seen it. So it it says something that you have to go find Brandon on the network and and see him, and allow that 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 buzz to be generated. From even though it's a manufactured grassroots, from a grassroots start, I, I just think that would that would help some of these guys and girls um, going from NXT to the main roster. Um, that's that's just my opinion. Um, so I agree with what you said. Uh, put the guys like Braun Breaker and uh, the Indy Hartwells, and and even though she's main roster now, those type people that have worked up to that level to work in front of a live crowd. So yep. um, I'm not sure we're going to get Kurt back. No, I'm here. I've just been listening. <laughs> there he is. All right, Kurt. So uh, where do you fall with Cody at, at the number one pick for uh, for Monday Night Raw? I think it's an obvious choice, but I, I think they're doing him a disservice by not having him be face Roman 
on a bigger stage. Because if that doesn't happen again, even if he wins the new World Heavyweight Championship, it's still a secondary title if you can't go against Roman again. And mm-hmm. I think that's going to hurt, hurt his, you know, overall legacy in the end. And I don't understand the thinking behind. Yeah, I, I agree with you with the with the Roman thing. Um, that makes what happened at WrestleMania even more of a head scratcher. Um, and it, it, you're not giving the fans a payoff in that. Or, or it seems like, you know, who knows how things will shake out. But it, it just leaves the, the – it, it, it makes Cody look weak. Yeah. And um, you're right. The, the new title, even though it is the title of the Raw brand, for all intent and purposes, because Roman has been carrying that title for close to a 1,000 days now, um, it's going to be looked at by virtue as a secondary title. Like, yeah, you're the champion of Raw, but everybody knows that Roman's the real champion. Um, That's going to be the way it's going to be looked at. Um, And, you know, depending on how the the draft shakes out, there's no guarantee that even Brock Lesnar and Cody will be on the same same brand. I don't see Brock going over to SmackDown, but who knows? It just depends on what Brock wants to do because he's calling his own shots. So, but, uh, but ladies and gentlemen, that is night one of the 2023 WWE draft. Um, overall, I think it was, uh, was a solid draft for both, both brands, but I think SmackDown comes out on top with their picks simply because of the fourth, fifth, and sixth pick of the Raw brand. Um, I think the fourth, fifth, and sixth pick, pick, I almost said six pricks, but man, that would work for the Miz, but um, (laughs) I think those three picks actually hurt Raw. Um, Overall, what did you think about the the draft, Brandon? I thought the draft was solid as well, and I'm glad to see some of the NXT stars that, you know, I think it was was time for them to move on. I'm glad that they're finally going to be able to move on and get their shine, so... Right. I, I thought it was pretty good. And Kurt, what were your overall thoughts about the draft? How do you think things shook out for for night one? I thought I thought it was good as well. Um, and we'll it'll be interesting to see who go how the raw um, draft goes. But I think in the beginning they'll keep them separate. But I think over time they'll put them back together. And if it was me, the only time I would ever have them. Comp- Compete against each other will be at a Survivor Series, something like that, where you have the Raw and SmackDown brand going against each other to see who's the best. But other than that, I never will have them go back and forth. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we'll see, man. Now, uh, before we get out of here, um, I think the biggest question out of all of this, since we already know where Cody is, we already know where Roman is, um, biggest question I think is, how does Brian Breaker fit in all this? Will he be the next big pick for either one of these two brands? Um, I'm interested in seeing where he's going to go, what they're going to do with him. Will they eventually start referring to this damn man as a Steiner instead of continuing on with this Brian Breaker madness? Um, I'm definitely interested in seeing where the Usos and Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn end up. 
And uh, so I'm I'm ready for night two on Monday. Um, before we get out of here, uh, do we want to do a live show Monday or just follow up on on next Saturday with the night two thoughts? And if I'm putting uh, everybody on the spot, we can discuss it later. Say that again now. I said, do we want to do a uh, a live reaction uh, post Monday Night Raw or during my Monday Night Raw for night two? Or do we want to wait until next Saturday to talk about uh, night two? Man, Raw is a three-hour show. I don't That's think right. Okay, <laughs> yeah, never mind. It's slap, a three-hour show, man. I don't later. know. But I would not be opposed to, um, like, how we did um, after the Raw after Mania, like, doing a, you know, just a little quick show during the week or whatever. I wouldn't be opposed to that. Okay, all, so, so let, let's discuss that off here, um, possible Tuesday or Wednesday show uh, to, to cover night two. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you as always for tuning in. We appreciate your your uh, your fandom. And again, you can find us on social media, uh, on Facebook. Look for the Wrestling with My Thoughts podcast. Uh, we have both a fan page and an official uh, podcast page there. You can also find us. <clears throat> Excuse me. You can also find us on Instagram, and I want to make sure I'm giving the right Instagram information out. Um, so forgive me for just a minute as I look at this. You can find us at wwmt underscore podcast on Instagram. Um, again, I'll say it: we are essentially begging for your interaction. Um, and I, I don't mean to sound thirsty. I don't mean to sound needy. But we want to talk to y'all. We want to see, you know, what our fans think about the current product, about the current feuds, about the current rosters, any and everything to do with wrestling. So um, chop it up with us. We want to hear from you. Um, Kurt, what do you got to say to anybody before we get out of here uh, and, uh, and uh, start our session? Everybody be safe and have a good weekend. All right, all right. Brandon, what about you? Yeah, same. Everybody be safe. Have a great weekend. Give a shout-out to Jerry Springer. Rest in peace to the king of daytime talk show TV, trash TV. And um, that's it. Y'all have a good one. All right, man. Hey, and uh, good luck with your physical therapy today, Brandon. Yeah, appreciate it. All right. Everybody take care. We will see you guys possibly in the middle of this week, but definitely next Saturday morning. At 10 a.m., if anything should change, we'll definitely let you know. Until then, in the words of Jerry Springer, take care of yourselves and take care of one another. Yes, sir. Welcome, 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 ladies and gentlemen, to a brand new episode of the Wrestling With My Thoughts podcast. I am one-third of the crew, Mr. Ron G, waiting on the arrival of my partners in crime, Kurt and Brandon. Hope you all had a very good week. I hope your family is doing well. I hope everybody is healthy, safe, and happy. And uh, we've got a pretty big show for you today, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we'll be discussing night one of the 2023 WWE Draft 
And uh, going over some wrestling news, there is more CM Punk wrestling news. Um, somewhat, well, not even somewhat, very controversial uh, CM Punk news to discuss. And uh, other news and other notes, and, and I'm sure we'll find something else to talk about. But without further ado, let me welcome Brandon and Kurt to the show. How you guys doing, gentlemen? Good, how you doing? I'm good, man, I'm good. I could not complain. Pretty good week. Um, didn't feel too well yesterday and uh, on Thursday, but I'm feeling much better today. And hopefully it'll stay that way. Um, <laughs> so... Um, Let's get started, guys. Um, before we do, is there anything uh, going on with you guys that you that you want to bring up or talk about or discuss? Well, number one, I have to go to physical therapy because I have a strange shoulder <clears throat> that was actually bothering me real bad yesterday. <laughs> and um, and I am in. I'm, I'm looking for another. I'm I'm looking for another place to live. Something a little bit cheaper than what I got right now. <laughs> so that's what I got going on. I don't this, blame this, you rent is, this rent is is killing me right now. Hey, hey, I can I can Big invite time. I can invite you way out here in the sticks. Man, I might just have to do it. <laughs> I might just have to. Man. I'm just like I'm just you know, and I'm I'm just at the point now and I'm just being honest. I just had to wave the white flag out like, you know what? I, I got what I wanted. It's cool, but it's I have to I got to do what's best for my own package. You know? Yeah, absolutely, man. I and look, as far as rent goes, um, one of the reasons I chose this place at the time, uh, fresh out of a divorce, and um, it, it, the the rent was very very affordable. Um, since then, I've been here seven years. Um, wait, 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 wait. Not quite that long. I'm sorry. Yeah, almost seven years. I take that back. And my rent has gone up nearly four hundred dollars um total. Um so yeah, it is it's no better out here. I'm I'm sure I'm paying cheaper than everybody else listening to this. I know you're definitely paying cheaper than anybody. <laughs> Boy, y'all y'all know where I live. Yeah, Man. Yeah. And, and you and, know what? It's a lot of ten it's a lot of um it's a lot of tenants around here. They they leaving too. Yeah, I can they, believe it. And it's, it's, and, it's, it's it's too much eventually this shit had to give i had i had a contract on a house in october and um everything unfortunately everything that the uh the uh lender had had worked with me with told me about it it didn't quite come to fruition the way i needed it to and the way i told them i i wanted it to so i had to walk away from it so i had to come back here after telling this place that i was i put in my you know my notice to move out yeah. Um. They worked with me a little bit, but yeah, I walked right back into that new rent. So I didn't. I didn't get to keep that uh, kind of grandfathered in. Been here for a while. It don't go up as much shit. So, but this shit has to give at some point, man. Because the average person, I, I don't want to spend too much time on this because this ain't the social podcast. No, no, it's not. <laughs> but it's, it's something. But this is something that everybody across Absolutely. the board just about is going through. Absolutely. Like, cross the board. Yes. Because I've, I've looked for other places, be it apartments or houses. And it's just, you know, I might as well. I'm not happy where I'm at right now. There's so I, I've told you guys on, on a, a personal level some shit that's going on down over here, gone down over here. And I want out of this fucking place. But if I move anywhere else, it's going to kill me rent-wise. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, man, this shit's got to let up at some point. 
but uh, hopefully it will. And and if I hear of anything that's reasonable, um, I'll keep you updated and and let you know, man. I hope you hope you're able to find yourself something. Yeah, appreciate it. So, and sorry to hear about you going through physical therapy. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't I don't envy you at all with that one. So, but (laughs) (laughs) ladies and gentlemen, um. This week, we're going to forego ratings. I attempted to do something last week to get more up-to-date ratings and found out that it didn't work just because some of the ratings aren't available at the time we record. Um, so we're going to forego ratings this week, and we'll be back uh, next week with the ratings running a week behind just to compare ratings and see where people are going. Right now, it's really interesting because you got people being preempted and knocked off their regular schedules by both the NBA playoffs and the NHL playoffs. Um, for instance, Rampage, I think, is coming on this uh, uh, yesterday, I think, excuse me, came on at 5 o'clock in the afternoon on the East Coast. Wow. Wow. I mean, ain't nobody watching it no way, but damn, at 5 o'clock in the afternoon? So um, so we're, we're foregoing the, uh, the ratings for this week, but we will return next week with ratings in tech. I personally like doing that segment, um, just looking at ratings and, and seeing, you know, where some things change and whatnot. So uh, we'll have that back on next week. So we're going to dive right into the news portion of the, uh, of the program. Um, Kurt may chime in at some point because we have... Kurt and I, and I like that we're doing this. This isn't a complaint. Kurt and I are using two different sources uh, for news. So he may have something that I don't. I may have something that he don't. Or we, mo- we both may have the same story, but one of us may have a little bit more information. So I definitely like that. So, Kurt, feel free to chime in if uh, if we have something here that, um, that you don't have. Uh, or if we don't have something that you have. Y'all know what I mean, damn it. Um, (laughs) it was reported this week that once again, Vince McMahon had his sticky fingers all over Monday Night Raw. Um, he wasn't there in person. He was doing this all remote, but throughout the day on Monday, he made several change, uh, several changes rather, uh, to the Raw show. And from what I'm hearing and reading that that led to some very poor morale backstage, um, everybody had been, you know, with, with what Triple H was doing initially, I think you guys will remember this initially, those first couple of shows, we didn't see a huge change, but over time and, and the weeks after that, we started to see a significant change in the show. Um, and if you'll remember shit, we were all excited leading up to WrestleMania and it was all because of the shows that had been put on. That, that gave us that excitement, and we couldn't wait to see what was going on. Well, since then, I think the two of you may agree with me that the, since Vince McMahon has, has put his fingers back on Raw, it's been less than watchable. Um, would you guys agree with me on that? Totally agree with that. Totally. Yep. Okay. And I, I'm, I'm fairly certain, this is pure speculation on my part, but I'm I'm fairly certain that the people that that did go back because Hunter was in charge are now kind of regretting that decision, not because of Hunter, but the reason they left is what's going on all over again. So, um, but I mean, traditionally, from what I've understood, um, Raw has always been this way, and Vince with Raw has always been this way, that there were changes 
leading up to the program, sometimes during the program with Vince. But uh, if you were that, would, you know, that was back in in the Attitude Era. Things were kind of watchable then. Now it's it's a stale product. So it's going to be interesting to see how this proceeds um, with the UFC and WWE merging under uh, Endeavor. Maybe that's why Vince feels like he needs to do this. Um, Kurt, why do you think that, that Vince feels like he has to have control over this program? He's an egomaniac. And once the deal happened, he feels like, and I think it is because of the deal. But even if they wouldn't have did a deal, I still think he, at some point in time he would have tried to win his way back in. So I'm not surprised at all. But it's hurting the show because it's not good to watch it all right now. No, it's not. not. Bit. It's not. Um, Brandon, do you think it, at some point maybe Triple H goes to him and says, hey, you know, can we can we go back to what we were doing? It was working. I guess what I'm asking, do you think anybody will, will have the, the balls enough to say, hey, Vince, this isn't working. Let's let's go back to what we were doing. You think anybody I, will do that? I think somebody already has, and he just said no. Yeah, I agree. Okay. Okay. I agree. I think it'll be interesting to see going forward. Um, I, I really do hope that they, that they change this direction because the show is actually watchable. Um, there was somebody that chimed in on the Wrestling With My Thoughts uh, group page. If, and folks, if you don't know we have one, there is a WWE, official WWE, the Wrestling With My Thought, Thoughts podcast. I said WWE, didn't I? Yes, you did. Yes, Lord. You should eat it. <laughs> I'm rushing this morning, y'all. Hold on. Hold on. Let me start again. There is an official The Wrestling With My Thoughts podcast Facebook page, and there is also a fan page of The Wrestling With My Thoughts podcast. Please check them out both. We are, and I really hate to say it like this, but I'm just going to tell it like it is. We are begging you guys to interact with us. Um. We want this in there. People are looking at the post. They're just not interacting. And so, we, we, you know, just take that little two, three seconds to interact. But the whole reason I brought that up, there was a guy that chimed in. Shout out to Adam Vance. Uh, there was a guy that chimed in that said he's tired of seeing the same matches week in and week out. Yeah, and yeah I saw that. I absolutely and I agree, agree with him. Yes, absolutely. I mean, Kurt laughed at the post I made, you know, how many variations of, of Judgment Day versus Rey Mysterio are we going to see? Um, how many variations of Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn and the Usos are we going to see? It's, it's time to start mixing this shit up a little bit. So uh, we'll see what's going on, man. Um, injury news, Braun Strowman has suffered a concussion. That's why he's been off TV. And the uh, the scheduled matches between, yet again, you know, same match week after week after week, the scheduled matches uh, with Braun Strowman and Ricochet um, versus the Viking Raiders have been changed. Um, now Ricochet is facing uh, one member and then another member on, on another night or something like that of, uh, of the Viking experience or the Viking Raiders, rather. Um yeah. This so, must have just happened because he was on SmackDown last night. Was he? Okay, so maybe yeah. that uh, – did he wrestle? He wrestled. They were in okay, the, yeah, this I, tag I, team I match. This was a true threat tag team match. So. I'm, I missed that altogether. Okay, so, yeah, I don't know if this just happened. I'll go back and listen to that 
that news. Uh, because maybe, this was, or maybe he just got, or maybe he just he just got clear news. You know, just a mild concussion. They kept him off TV for a week or whatever. And yeah, maybe that's what it was. They cleared him. Okay. Yeah, well, he wrestled last night. Okay. Well, welcome back, Mister Snuffleupagus. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, some news that uh, that I think all of us will be interested in hearing and seeing. Uh, both Trinity Fatu and Mercedes Monet, the former uh, Sasha Banks and Naomi from WWE, will soon be making an appearance in Impact Wrestling. From what I'm reading and understanding, both of them are signed to uh, promotion um, in Japan. Uh, but they have a working relationship with Impact and the rumor is that they're going to appear at Forbidden Door, uh, which I think will be uh, an adrenaline boost to that show. Uh, because I, I agree. I, I I am not intrigued of anything about Forbidden Door except maybe seeing Trinity Fatu and Mercedes Monet. Um, now, uh, Kurt, did you have anything to add to any of the news before we jump into this CM Punk business? I do have one thing. Um... A lawsuit that's been filed by one of the former WWE writers, Brittany Abraham, against Vince Vince McMahon, Stephen McMahon, and the writing team for um, discrimination against and racial stereotypes. Yes, I'm glad you brought that up because I did hear that. I just completely forgot about it. Thank you for bringing that up. So, yeah, the uh, the lawsuit has been filed, um, and when I first heard it, I was thinking that it was just recently filed. And when I say recently, I mean within the last week or so. But uh, apparently she was fired sometime last year, I believe. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, and, it, and in that lawsuit, some things that were done with uh, Xavier Woods were specifically mentioned. Um, at least yeah, according Xavier, to the source. Xavier Woods and Bianca Belair. Yes, mm. okay. Yes, uh, and it had to do with um, stereotypical things to say or ways of speaking, um, which I think the three of us have long noticed that. Hell, I brought up last week the way some of the things that Gunther was saying and, and, and mentioning to Xavier Woods, I felt like it, it had some racial overtones to it, um, but I think all three of us will agree that from day one, New Day has been rife with racial overtones. Yep, absolutely. absolutely. I mean, and I hate to say it like this, and it may sound harsh coming from a white guy, but all it was was shucking and jiving. And Vince, wrestling as a whole has been guilty of that over the course of the years professional wrestling has been around. Um, Some of it was to be expected due to the eras that they were in. It doesn't excuse it. It just, it's just saying that that it was a reflection of the society that wrestling was in at that time. But nowadays I'm like, I'm shocked as shit that they're going through some things that they're going through with new day. Um, so yeah, man, it'll be interesting to see where, where that lawsuit goes, I guarantee you WWE settles out of court. Of course. 
<laughs> I mean, it's like uh, Eric because Bishop. I think a lot of that, a lot of that stuff, you know what? A lot of that stuff, man. Like they 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 know. Like, I have to put it like look, racism is never going to go away, never. As long as there are there all these different kinds of people on the face of this planet, somebody is not going to like somebody, or they're going to stereotype somebody. But I would just like to hope in the wrestling business that everyone, every single performer, no matter what race or creed they are. I will hope that they are represented in the best possible light as they can. Because this shouldn't, as far as, you know, athletes and everything have come, like we shouldn't really, we shouldn't even be talking about all of this. And I don't know what the New Day specifically, if you know, maybe they're okay with some of the stuff. I, I could go all the way back and when they was calling Mark Henry the silverback, he was like, hell no. <laughs> yeah, I remember that, that. I couldn't believe it. And I, I, remember, I remember when I, first, I saw that first promo, I was like, what the fuck? You know what I'm saying? Because I knew what a silverback was. Right. And I'm just like, man, like, it, it, I, would just, I would just hope that, you know, the wrestlers of, you know, different races and everything, like, just, just kind of, you know, I don't want to say fight, but just kind of press a little bit more to be represented in a better way than just going, like, just in the stereotypical route. Because even with the Asian wrestlers, why do they always have to come out to um, Asian music? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, why do they always have to come out like to eight like to Asian type music or you know where you know you know what I'm saying? Like, why can't they be presented in a different light to where it's like they're on par with everyone else? It, well, you know I mean, what I'm saying? And then, we, and, then, and then we can look at them, and then we can look at them, and not it's like now you know, oh, this is the greatest black wrestler, or the greatest Asian wrestler. Like, you are the greatest wrestler. That's that's where I will hope one day. Society would just get to, but well, there's there's one there's a different, and I'm not I'm not arguing with you. I agree with you. I'm just making yeah. a point that there's a significant difference in celebrating heritage and exploiting and stereotyping people, um, right? And and I think too, far too often that WWE does the latter, um, right? I mean, think about it. Crime, we can go back to uh, crime time. I mean, I I I was like my jaw hit the floor when I saw that tag team. Not because the wrestlers weren't good, but just the fucking gimmick. Yeah, I mean, even I ain't gonna lie, some of that shit was funny. But it, it, it was it was funny. <laughs> but, but still, I'm like, why do they have to be like? And then you, I ran across an old interview where um, I can't remember who it was. I know the other person was rather. I know one was Tony Atlas, and it's what he said specifically about Ron Simmons when he showed up in WCW. And I'm not sure how the hell, I mean, this is back in the nineties when Ron Simmons had won the, or late eighties, rather when uh, Simmons had won the, uh, the championship. It was 90, it was 92. It was 90. Okay. 92. Okay. Um, but what he said about Ron Simmons, I'm how the hell did they let that shit get past the editing process? Man. And, and time, then, man. But then right behind that, the same person on TikTok posted a video of of New Jack giving a shout out to his boy OJ OJ that you hey, look that, oh, shit. Dude, first you cannot be a sensitive person and, and listen to that promo. But when I tell you that's one of my favorite promos ever. Because of the of the sheer delivery and the gimmick that he had at the time, it made sense. Yeah, I mean, shout out to my homie OJ. Two less. And now, oh my god, I thought they would get out of the 
alive. Because we knew where they were down there in Tennessee. I saw if you get out of there alive, man. God, yeah. dog. You ain't had to go there. But, but yeah, man, I, I think that, that far too often uh, WWE um, exploits rather than celebrates. Right. And and look, I get it. They're, they're, it at the end of the day, a lot of wrestling fans like ourselves may not want to admit it, but this is entertainment. And right. I understand we're going to watch movies that have certain dialogue and have certain language in it that we may not like, but it fits to explain the overall story of the movie. And I understand exactly. that, that could happen in wrestling too, but again, WWE tends to exploit. Um, right, and and, yeah. and I don't, I mean, not to cut you off, but like as long as it if it fits within the story that they're trying to tell, then it's like okay. But when it's getting to the point where you're, I don't, I really don't like the fact that wrestling exploits so many people, and I don't want to get into it. That's a whole other discussion for another day. Mm-hmm. But I just, I hate the fact that instead of celebrating like heritages or whatever, they just exploit, 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 exploit. Yeah. And that's the point that I was getting. I think that's why I was trying to say. And, because and, it just, you know, when you exploit, it just don't look good. I agree. I agree. It just don't, it just don't look good. But if you're trying to tell a specific type of story, sometimes, yes, you have to go places that might be a little bit uncomfortable, but it's for the point of telling the story. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it, hopefully you will be able to do it in good taste. Some stuff should just be left alone completely. Absolutely. So, and, and then, you know, uh, a perfect example, uh, even amongst us three right here, perfect example of that is when we went to StarCast 5 and the roast of Ric Flair. I, I laughed. I thought some of it was, was stupid, but I laughed at a lot of it. But then when I heard Kurt saying that he didn't like it, he thought some people went over the top and took, and instead of roasting, they were taking shots at, at yeah. certain people. I realized I needed to look at it through Kurt's eyes to appreciate what Kurt was saying. And once I did, I'm like, I, as a white dude, I had never considered that when I was listening to, to the roast. But once I consider things through the eyes of Kurt, and I'm not saying you didn't feel that way, Brandon. Me and, I don't think you and I discussed it, but me and Kurt did. And once I considered it and looked at things through Kurt's eyes, I was like, okay, I can I can see what he's saying. Yeah, I think I... I think I had missed the roast because I came a day later than y'all. So I think I had missed the roast. But you were there. You were there. Yeah. I was at the Rick Ro- No, I wasn't at the Rick Flair no, roast. No, no, no. That's right. You were not there. You came a day Yeah, no. Nah, I, I came a day. I think that was like that Friday. I came down Saturday morning. Ah, so. okay. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's right. what it was. Because yeah. the, roast, the roast was that Friday. So you did miss it. So um, if you have time this weekend, I'm pretty sure you can pull up on, online because I, I think they recorded it and watched it and tell me what you think. Okay. Yeah, because I w- I would be interested to hear hear your perspective as well. Because it's not that I disagree with Kurt at all. Like I said, once I sat down and and looked at it through through Kurt's eyes as a black man, I'm like, okay, I can definitely see why he found this offensive. I, because there were as as best I remember, Kurt. Correct me if I'm wrong. There were no people of color on that panel. They were not. No, not at all. And and I understand what a roast is. And I understand there's going to be things said and and offensive things said. That's the purpose of a roast. But I think to not include any people of color and to make those jokes that they were making show some, again, once I looked at it through Kirk's eyes, 
showed some extreme insensitivities. Um, yeah. You know, so you know, it's, there's, there's some, like I said, I've, I brought all of that up just to say that there's, there's something to be said about people looking at things because I'm sure there's some fans, obviously there's some fans because the New Day gimmick has been going on for like 20 years now, it seems like. But there are people that love that gimmick. Me, I hated it from day one. Yeah. And so, especially the original way they were presented, I was like, hell no. Yes, because I think the original, and and I don't think anybody will ever admit to this, but I think the original way they intended for this to go is a trio of homosexual black men. Just because of the rainbows, all this stuff that they initially started with. No, 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 I take that back. They started off like a gospel-like thing, didn't they? No, 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 no. We go back further than that. When Xavier first walked down to go get him, they were getting ready to portray that thing like the new nation of domination. That's what we thought it was going to be. And then some time passed and they started doing the vignettes. And then that's when they were doing the gospel thing. And and then they started with like the rainbows and shit like that. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, they've changed several times, not knowing what direction they yeah, were. I think to go. the original I think the original plan was they were going to be like the new nation of domination. Okay. Which okay. I would have dug because I look Nation of Domination one of my favorite groups of all yeah, time. I, I think that the, that the Nation of Domination I think was great, especially for the time. Yep. Um, and all of those guys, all of those guys in that group, well, are basically are all we still talk about them to this day. The Rock, Farouk, D'Lo, Mark Henry, and uh, uh, the Godfather. We I still talk about, about them. Come on, man. you can't forget about the whole. I, I got a whole picture with the man. Of course, I ain't gonna forget about. <laughs> hey, man, I got a picture with him too. But um, cool as hell. Yeah, yes, cool he was. Hell. Um, last year, I think it was last year for uh, Dexter, my my friend Dexter's birthday. Um, I got him a cameo from The Godfather, hmm. and it was hilarious because I got him to say that the uh, the the birthday wishes were from Jules to Vince. And that's a that's a, a, a nod to Pulp Fiction. Dexter and I have a running joke between us that he's Vince and I'm I'm Jules, Samuel Jackson's character. <laughs> we we were thinking or he brought up the idea, I gotta give credit where it was due. He brought up the idea of us going to work one day as those characters, but I would be Jules and he would be Vincent. I'm like uh, no, because there's no way I can pull that off without getting fired. Mm. <laughs> and I'll just leave it right there. But that's a that's a, a going joke. But yeah, he was cool as hell, man. Made jokes and uh, yeah. even gave a shout out to Dexter uh, being a father. But yeah, when I met him, he was extremely friendly, man. Yeah. So, um, getting back on track here a little bit. Uh, CM Punk is back in wrestling news. He made some waves this weekend, arguably unintentionally. He may have had the best of intentions when he did this, but CM Punk was backstage at Monday Night Raw this past Monday when it was in Chicago. Um, apparently, he ended up being booked on the same flight that also had several WWE wrestlers and or uh employees on the flight and i guess they talked on the flight and punk showed up to the arena um before the show and uh was let in by 
I don't know which wrestlers or, or wrestler, but he was let in by, by wrestlers and stayed in the common area. They say that um, he was there for the grand total, like 20, 25 minutes at max. Uh, but in that 20 or 25 minutes, he spoke to several people, I guess, that were, you know, came to say hey to him or got word that he was there or whatever. Um, the, the, the two main people out of that that he spoke to that kind of draw attention are The Miz, because they had some words back and forth on Twitter, I think, after uh, uh, Punk left WWE. And more than that, Triple H. Um, it's reported that Punk asked if it was okay if uh, if he said hello to a couple of people and um, asked Triple H if he had a couple of minutes of his time to, to speak with him. Um, there were no closed-door meetings. There were uh, Punk was uh, in the common area the entire time. He never left that area. And when he uh, reportedly he asked, like I said, asked Triple H if he could say hello to some people, uh, uh, Triple H said he, he needed to check with the big guy, which is a reference to Vince McMahon. Eventually, security guard came to Punk and asked him to leave the premises, which Punk did uh, without issue, and that was that. Um, that is of note because CM Punk, as you guys have heard on this show, is in the midst of coming back, uh, 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 reportedly making a comeback to AEW. He's been under contract with AEW this entire time. Getting paid to sit at home seems like a nice gig to me. I would take that gig. But um, he's still under contract with AEW. And as we talked about last week on the show, AEW is getting ready to uh, come out with a new Saturday show, which has, uh, has allegedly been handpicked by uh, whatever their ownership is, Warner, Time, Media, whoever their ownership is, Discovery, whatever. Warner Brothers Discovery. There you go. Uh, this show has been created by them. They wanted this show specifically to be centered around the return of CM Punk, but with the return of CM Punk. That's the reports. Um, I don't have any final word on that. Kurt, have you read anything other otherwise? No. That's what that's what's been reported. But also to add what you were just saying is the other reason he was asked to leave is because WWE didn't want to be uh filed with tampering to make it seem like they were trying to uh get CM Punk to come back to WWE. Yeah, I was about to go there as well. And that and that to me is probably more significant than anything else. Yeah. Um, I agree. Because, and we talked about it in our pregame, and Kurt brought up a very good point. Like, why would you even do that? Um, there are some that believe that this was a publicity stunt by CM Punk, intentional. Um, but then there's, you know, there's some that think, hey, man, he was just trying to say hey to some old friends or whatever. And I would think that a wrestler at that level who had been in the business that long would no one understand that that's not a smart move um, unless he's trying to create controversy. Uh, you know, so, I, Brandon, what do you think? If 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 you were in CM Punk's position, um, would you have stopped by Raw on Monday and, and tried to see some old comrades of yours and speak to them? Yeah, why not? 
So you know they let me in. Yeah, why not? Okay, so you don't think that there's an issue? I can do that on the low. Say that again. I said I could. I could do that on on the low. Uh, well, you, you, meaning, you, that, you know, if you were meaning, meaning that I'd be like, hey, let me just. I'm just gonna go say what's up, y'all. I ain't trying. To, I'm just gonna say what's up, y'all. And I'm out of here. But that's just the thing. If you're if you're at the level of CM Punk, especially right now, there's a lot of eyes on him and a lot of, a lot of attention on him right now. You're not gonna yep. be able to do that low key. But then, but then again, how do you know if CM Punk is not? I don't want to say playing the game, but he just you know, kind of shuffling his cards or whatever. Because and, I, and think not- that, I, 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 I think that CM Punk is. I think yeah, he's probably at this point in his life where he's getting older, and he's like, you know what? I want to leave. The next time I leave the wrestling business, I want to leave on a good note. So let me go ahead and try to mend some. If if I can, let me go ahead and try to mend some of these fences and 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 just you know put a period on some of this stuff. So that way, the next time I go, it's uh, um I'm out of here with a clean slate because I could see I could see Senior Punk going back to the WWE do one last run. No, I can't and then try to end on a good note. I, I can see that. So and then you know what? How else? How how do we know that Senior Punk with Vince McMahon didn't have a conversation? Off the grid. Well, and like I said before, and like I said, and like I said before, if the Ultimate Warrior and Hulk Hogan and all of them could come back and you know do business or whatever, he can too. So, hey, anything at this point, unless like anything could happen because he could just, he could probably swerve. Well, now nah, he's still under contract, so he probably soon. But <laughs> <laughs> he can go do his little do do that little show for a year. Or whatever, six months or however long he wanted to do it. I like, his contract I like how you said that. Go do that little show for a year. <laughs> yeah, do, 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 do that. Do that little show for a year. Till your contract's up. And then when your contract get ready to come up or whatever. No, I don't want to renew. I did what I need to do over here. And you probably he might end up having that having that deal in place with the WWE already if he decides to go that route or whatever. So I, I think that is you know, I think that it was something behind. I mean, I think that. It was something behind it. I think it was something behind it. Besides, you know, and I'm just when I say he was just going to go, you know, say what's up there. I was just talking shit. I think it is something behind it for the future. If he decides to go that route, we and, don't know. And, it's too much. It's, it's too many moving parts to really know exactly what's going on. And and I don't disagree for the most part. Um, but therein lies the problem. If you did go to shuffle those cards, as you say, if you did go to try to put in a good word for if and when you don't resign with AEW, um, therein lies the problem. You you are creating an entirely new issue on top of issues that are already surrounding you. Not only that, but you put your company and the WWE in an awkward position. So at That's the true. end, if that blows up in his face, you look like the bad guy. That's true. Um, Kurt, what do you think? Do you think it was smart of CM Punk to, to stop by? No, I think it's a bad look. I don't think there's anything behind it. I think it's just a bad judgment on his end. And if he is, if he did want to go back to WWE, which anything is possible, but if you do it that way, Brandon, you say leave on the good note. So now you're burning bridges to AEW to possibly go back to the WWE, which I don't think you should burn, never burn bridges because you never know what's going to happen. That's true. I definitely think it's a bad look on his end. 
and it just causing more problems for the company you currently work for, and it's not necessary. So I, I think that was a not smart at all. Yeah, I think I think it, it, for him to be at the level he's at, he's got enough contacts within the industry to be able to reach out to Triple H by phone, to be able to reach out to the Miz by phone, or at least put feelers out there and say, "Hey, man, you know, Phil would like to talk to you." To kind of you know, men fences or whatever. Um, I think that that to me is seems at least more authentic than showing up at Raw. Um, and, and you know, who are we to say? I, I'm I'm not in CM Punk's head or whatever, so uh, it's it's all speculation anyway. But yeah. um, I, I agree with Kurt. I don't I don't think it was a smart move, um, even if it was. You know, completely innocent. I just want to stop by. They're in my hometown. I live 15 minutes away or whatever. I just want to stop by and say, hey. And I get that. But if I work for a competing company, that's like me showing up at another logistics company. And that that, that I'm, my company is in direct competition with. And my boss is like, what were you doing over there? Oh, I got a friend that works there. Yeah, but we're in direct competition with them. And you used to work there. Uh, you know that that I'm can, sure Tony Khan. I'm sure Tony Khan gave him a phone call. Think so? I I'm sure he gave him a phone. I hope as a boss, and I'm putting myself in boss man shoes or whatever. He got a phone call from me. Like the hell, you doing? Oh, okay. I I see what you mean. I thought you meant you know what I'm saying. A phone like call he, as in he gave him permission <clears throat> to do it. Right. But then, like, but once again, we don't know all. Of what went on behind the scenes. It's too many moving parts right, to really right. even speculate. So that part of me why I kinda gave that other side of the um that other side of the token. Um but I mean I don't know. We'll it's one of them things, man. This 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 the more and more this goes on, the more and more interesting it gets. Yes. I'm like, what you doing? Yes, to you know what I'm saying? Like what 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 which you know what I'm saying? But hey. If he didn't, I mean, hey, if, if, if I don't know, maybe he he might have did call. Maybe he might have did call the boss. Say, hey, I'm finna go to Monday Night Raw. Is it cool? Maybe he did. We don't know, but hey, we'll I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see, man. Because I'm I'm not sure how long his contract is uh, with AEW, um, and I'm not sure if the dates he's been out will count against that contract. Or do, do do those days resume when he returns to to active competition? That's um, a good question. Because he was injured too, so he was going to be out anyway. Yeah, yeah. So, and, but yeah, that's what you know. Um, I know with, <clears throat> with Omega, while Omega was out with those injuries and having surgery, getting healed up, and everything, um, his contract was supposed to expire. But those those dates while he was out didn't count. The contract, as best I understand it, uh, resumed once he returned to the ring. Um, so yeah, it, it's going to be interesting, man. Um, the the return, the the it, it seems like imminent return of CM Punk. What's the date on that again, Kurt? He's it's June seventeenth, June or something, June seventeenth. Okay, I think it was. And it's and it's going to be in Chicago. That's going to be interesting. That's going to be very interesting. I think there's going to be a mixture of uh, of booze and cheering. Nah, be in Chicago, they're going to cheer the shit out of them. <laughs> if it was Madison Square Garden, different story. Chicago, they're going to cheer CM Punk. That's his town. So, uh, yeah, that's it's going to be interesting, man. I, I definitely that's like 
Oh, go ahead. Then, go ahead. Question. When, jo- when, when, when Jordan played for the Wizards and he went back to Chicago, did they boo or cheer him? Anybody remember? Well, they, they cheered him. But, but they also cheered him in Charlotte when he played for the Bobcats because that's where he's from. <laughs> didn't play for the Jordan didn't play for the Bobcats. <laughs> he owned the Bobcats. He didn't play for them. I, but of hello, course, one of, but what I'm trying to make is that's his town. They're going to cheer him regardless. So the Chicago is Jordan's town. They're going to cheer him regardless, no matter what he does. They're going to cheer. Well, nah, I can't go that far. Can't but, I just see yeah. Jordan played for the Bobcats. Wow. Nah, he didn't. It's, he been, a hard, it's been a bad day for. Look, he went. Man, look, <laughs> look. Jordan, Jordan went and whooped that entire team by himself in practice one day. So he very well could have played for the Bobcats. Yeah. Been able to Bobcats. So poor, 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 poor guys. Kurt, what do you um, taking into account everything we talked about last week? Um, which, by the way, I enjoyed that episode. Um, had a great time doing that episode. But uh, taking into account everything we talked about last week, everything that that has happened this week with Punk, um, do you think it's a good thing for him to return? I think I think it is a good thing for AEW to, for him to return, and I think it's a good thing for him to return. So yeah, I yeah. think it's good. Okay, yeah, I don't I don't disagree. I definitely think it's good for AEW, especially when they're talking about that potential fifty-two million. <laughs> um, <laughs> Brandon, what do you think about his return? You you think it's good for for AEW specifically and, and wrestling overall? Yeah, I think CM Punk's return is good for the wrestling business because he has been, as long as he's been on television, mainstream television, he's been great for the wrestling business. He put a lot of folks on, he put the, he's one of the ones that helped put the independence on the map and people have just an emotional connection to him. So I, I think it's great for the business to have, you know, CM Punk on television in some capacity. Um, I think that, you know, his uh, wrestling, I don't want to say his wrestling skills are diminishing, but he is getting older. So I think that, you know, it's probably about time for him to start thinking about transitioning out of the ring. I think he'll be a hell of a commentator. Agreed. I don't know if y'all remember that, that brief period of time. He was commentating on Raw, and that was, he, was, he was gold on the mic. So That's you know, actually I think, why I think, he was in Florida. He was in Florida right. doing commentary for an MMA event. Yeah. And so I think, that, um, I think that CM Punk will always have a place in the wrestling business, and he will always – um, you know, I think he's great for he's great for the business overall because of how many how, how many uh, fans are just you know connected to him, and you know, so hey, all, all all the best to him in whatever decision that he decides to make, and I hope that whenever the time comes for him to leave the wrestling business, he leaves on a good note. Yeah, I definitely think he will, man. Um, like you, I I agree that it's good for the wrestling businesses as a whole because love him or hate him. Um, he gets eyes on the product. Yeah, for one he, reason, he, he's gonna get he's going to get you ratings. Definitely yeah. gonna get you ratings off the name alone. Yeah, and there were people at yeah. one point in time when he I mean, cut y'all, but there were people at one point in time when he left that were literally watching Monday Night Raw just to see if he was going to return because they kept name dropping him. Yeah. So that, that so. I, I think he's he's good for wrestling as a whole right now. Um, but I also agreed, you know, just in, the, in spite of some of the things I said last week, I, I definitely agree with you. He's getting older. Um, not to say he's diminishing, but he is getting older. So, therefore, the quality of performance may drop. 
Um, yeah. you know, we, I'm not sure about the ratings part, and it will be interesting to see once he does come back. Will the ratings go up, and can they get over a million viewers a week? I I'll say yeah. this: I I don't know if they'll consistently get a million a week. Um, but I definitely think the day that show debuts, um, they are definitely going to get over a million. Um, how far is, is debatable, but I definitely think they'll, they'll get a million that day. Um, and to be honest with you, I'm not so sure that the Saturday show might not overtake the Wednesday show. We'll see. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. what's going to be interesting to me. Absolutely. Because I think if they want to overtake that that Wednesday show, that Saturday show has to be something totally different. And I think it will be. They got to present something totally different, totally different. And I hope, good Lord, no, well, yeah, no disrespect to Tony Khan, but Lord, I hope there is somebody else booking that show. <laughs> because if Tony Khan mm-hmm. is booking booking it, man, it's it's gonna be the mess that that the Wednesday show is. Um, right. So, you know, um, cause I, I give you, I give before we move on, I give you an example. Remember the original WWE draft when they split raw and SmackDown. Mm-hmm. Y'all know at one point in time, SmackDown was beating the shit out of raw because SmackDown presented an entirely different product. They had like the wrestler wrestlers on it. All those, the Kurt Angle edge, uh, the Guerrero's. Um, 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 Bray Mysterio and all them had the cruiserweight division, so they presented something totally different, and it was better than Monday Night Raw. Cause I remember for about a year, I stopped watching Monday Night Raw at that time for about a year, cause it was trash. It was that was the entertainment show, and then you know, and Triple H doing Triple H or whatever, and SmackDown was just something totally different, totally different set, um, whole new cast of wrestlers they were bringing in and everything, and it was more it was watchable. So hopefully with AEW they try to go. Maybe that route. Maybe you don't have to have like all the technical wrestlers on there, but just pre- present a different product for the people to watch, and then you know go from there. Because I don't, I mean, you don't want to watch another, you don't want to watch another AEW show, and it's pretty much the same thing you see on Wednesday night. Yeah. Well, that's gone. That's that defeats the purpose. So, if if memory serves me correct, um, I believe there was a certain individual uh, heading creative on that that version of. Smackdown by the name of Paul Heyman. Yep. Yes, sir. <laughs> and, uh, and that made that made the that made the <laughs> along with the wrestlers that made the difference. Absolutely. When Paul Heyman left. It, it, it went down. And right so. now, as as far as ratings go, uh, Smackdown is consistently beating Raw. But I, I think yeah. that's that's less to do with the quality of the product than it is them being on a on a national network, network television versus, versus free. cable network. Yeah, right. So it's free television. So, all right. Well, folks, what we're going to do here? Uh, we've decided we're going to take a, a fifteen minute break and um, come back with the second half of the show. We're going to be covering the WWE two thousand twenty three draft uh night one at least and kind of uh we are going to run over who got picked and to what brand we're also going to give our thoughts on it and uh look at who else is available and just kind of speculate on what may happen on monday and who we hope to see or or just anything to do with the draft um so we're going to take a break right now and join us uh 
in 15 minutes. So let's just say at the, at the top of the hour, 11 o'clock, join us for part two of this episode talking about the draft. Kurt, Brandon, I will see you guys in just a minute. All right. All right.